Hey everyone, welcome to the Coastal Podcast. I'm Pastor Lucas Granger and want to say thank you for listening in. May this podcast bring some light to your world today. Enjoy grace and peace. Hey man, thank you so much. You're so kind. Hey man, I'm so grateful to be here at Coastal this morning. I hope that you're excited to see me because I'm excited to see you. Amen. 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 I'm just so grateful that Pastor um, Lucas gave me the opportunity to come and to be with family again. And I want you to remember what he said about me being the greatest preacher in Brunswick County. Erase that, please. <laughs> He's the greatest. Amen. Amen. I'm just I'm still trying to learn how to preach. Amen. But God is good. Um, I am um, I'm, I'm grateful to be here once again. And I do send my love from Embracing Christ. They wish they could be here. Um, but God is doing some moving at Embracing Christ, which is good. So they had to stay home. But they do send their love. And so um, hopefully soon we'll be able to be together in worship. Amen. Amen. Because it is an awesome thing to be able to come together and worship together. Because it's only one church. Amen. Somebody say one church. Amen. Amen. Just one church, and that's the body of Christ. Um, we're going to get into the word. Um, just again, just love everybody. It's good to see everybody. I got to get back used to turning around. I feel like I'm on that selfie uh, photo thing of my jigger. <laughs> it's all right. I'll get into it. I'll get into it because I am. Um, there is a word from God, and I come to try to encourage you um, the best that the Holy Spirit allows. Um, just before, um, just before me um, coming forth, I do want to just say that uh, this weekend was a little different for me this weekend. I was one of those that, thank you, sir. I'm one of those that I just keep going and going. Sort of like that Energizer Bunny. Y'all remember that? Just keep going and going and going and going. And what happens is, is that when you keep going and going and going and going, sometimes God has to let you know that you're not the Energizer Bunny. And so this weekend, I had a little bit of health issues. I had to go to the doctor. But I was reminded of the benefits of God. One of the benefits of God is that he is our healer. Amen. So I'm excited to be in the house because I've been touched by God. And I feel good. And I don't mind giving a testimony that God still can touch you in any way that you need him to touch you. Right? So we are grateful for him just being an awesome and loving God. So I'm going to get in the word, and we're going to jump right in because we definitely want to share um, what God has placed upon my heart. I do want to honor my beautiful wife over here, um, Tatiana. Amen. And my uh, Two of my three children, my oldest and my baby, got McKinsley and Mila. Uh, my other one said, you know, I'm going to take, take this Sunday off. Dad, you know, just, just come back and get me once, once you get done. <laughs> Amen. But let's get into this word. I want to go, and I'm going to read one scripture. And as we go forth today, I'm going to go through some different scriptures. And we're going to just talk about some things, some things that I want to bring to your eyesight and to your mind. Now, there's some things, I'm going to be honest to you, I have not come on assignment to be some deep person. I have not come to be some extraordinaire. I come to give you the gospel and give you the word of God, something that we need, because we are living in a time now where doctrine uh, in some places is shaky. 
And where doctrine is shaky, what uh, one does with that doctrine is shaky. Amen. So we have to be so reminded. And I was so thankful for the praise team because I tell you, it was just saturated. I almost felt like it was Easter Sunday in here. I loved it because we've got to be reminded of the doctrine in which we believe. If you don't know what you believe, then you can't lead, live this life fully like you need to. But if you have full knowledge of what you believe, let me tell you something. You can live a life that people will look at you and say, wow, why are you living so confidently and happy? And all you can say is because of Jesus Christ. Ah, yes. Come on. Somebody say Jesus is enough. All right. I want the, the, the first scripture I'm going to come to is um, it's going to be in Psalm 68, 19. And this psalm is, uh, is, is, is powerful because it shares um, something that we need to be reminded of. And it's going to kind of set me on the path that we need to go um, today. Because today I want to, uh, want to talk about, oh, back home and, at Embracing Christ, I'm in a series right now, sermon series, entitled Living in Covenant with God. Living in covenant with God. And so I want to share some of the, the insights that God has given me to be able to um, share and hopefully help you in some way. I know it's still helping me. So that Psalm 68, 19, it says, Blessed be the name of the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Woo! Isn't that exciting? It says, blessed be the name of the Lord who daily loadeth. Somebody say daily. He daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Today, as we talk about this living in covenant with God, we're going to talk about covenant. And we're also going to get to the place of where we talk about peace. Okay. So um, living in covenant, there's, there's something that was said by this gentleman by the name of J.E. Leonard that I want to share. He says, covenant is probably the least understood, yes, mo yet most important concept in the entire Bible. It is at once the heart and the foundation of mankind's relationship with God. Something that I believe is that when you understand your covenant that you have with God, when you understand the benefits that God has for you, you will understand, even in those moments of shaky faith, that God's covenant still stands. Hmm? So even in, the, even in the time of where we feel like we're shaky, one of the things that we have to always celebrate is that we serve a faithful God. He is consistent. The word said that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever found somebody that consistent? Outside of him. Absolutely not. Not even me, Pastor Lucas. <laughs> huh? But he is consistent. So that means that especially in those times where you feel like you're low, especially in those times where you feel like your faith isn't enough, you have to understand that you have come in agreement with something that is power, more powerful than your flaws. And it is called relationship with Jesus Christ. Hmm? Covenant means a treaty, a compact, an agreement between two parties. We have to understand that a covenant is a divine benefit. That means that it goes past the powers in which we have, but it goes into the, the realm of the deity of God in which he controls the conditions of what comes forth in our life concerning benefit. Now, as we talk about benefit, 
And I want to let you know that you don't have to be quiet when I'm preaching. You can make noise. If you just want to knock something over, that's all right. I'm going to say amen. Quietness kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> but, but, but as we're talking about this covenant and we're talking about benefit with God, I want to go to Psalms 103. Psalms 103, because there's some good stuff in here that we have got to make sure that we remember. And I especially love that this is in the Old Testament, because I want to I just let you in on something. There's a lot of people that believe that grace is just in the New Testament, but if I can bust the bubble in here, grace was in the Old Testament as well. Wherever God is, there is grace. Ah, huh? come on, somebody. Wherever he is, he, there is grace. Because no matter what, even when you get into the law in the book of Leviticus and all those, in, all those that are in the Torah, God understands the limitation of man. Within, this, uh, within a psalm, it says that he understands our frame. So he understands that what we can do and what we can't do. So many times we can be so hard on ourselves, and God is saying, you know, I made you like that, right? That's, that's a part of the plan. If you have no low moments, how will you understand how to reach the God to get to the high moments? Woo, come on, somebody. I feel the heat warming up now. Thank you. Huh? How are we going to grow and experience the true goodness of God unless we experience some times where we feel like there's nothing? Hmm? I want you to realize today that now and forever, God has always been a gracious God. That is true doctrine right here. If it wasn't, your pastor would say, excuse me, uh, the exit sign over there, go out the door. <laughs> so I promise you, this is, this is truth. His grace was there. Check this out. Abraham was counted righteous because of his faith. Huh? That means that he couldn't do anything. Even though he took his son up there and he was about to sacrifice his son, huh? the fact of it was not so much of, of it just being that he went up there but it was that he postured in his heart to obey God. Hmm? He postured in his heart to obey God. So God seen that and said, you know what? You are righteous. I was telling my church not long ago, listen, your pastor is not righteous because he do everything right. I said, actually, I do more wrong than I do right. But because of Jesus Christ, he stands in the gap. And that which is wrong in me, God sees right in him. So I'm thankful for the righteousness of God, which is Jesus Christ, that gives me opportunity. But let's get this scripture. Psalms 103, it says, forget not the benefits of God. Psalm 103, verse 2. It goes on, it says, forget not the benefits of God, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. I like that redeemers in the Old Testament. I love that. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Now I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, listen, forget not the benefits of God. Say, you better not forget. You can forget where you put your car keys, but don't you forget the benefits of God. You uh, You can forget a lot of things, but don't forget. I don't know, this just happened to me the other day, and I always talk about people that have done it, but then I did it. I came out of Walmart, and I was like, where did I park at? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, praise be God, I found where I parked at. Thank God, thank God for these things right here. <laughs> Panic button. <laughs> huh? There's some things that you can forget, but never forget the benefits of God. 
Even in trial and tribulation, never forget about the benefits of God. Even in your low moments, don't forget about the benefits of God. Huh? Even in the worst of times, never forget about the benefits of God. Even if the world looks like it's gone crazy, never forget about the benefits of God. Because the benefits of God is based upon the condition of God being God. Oh, yes. That means that there's no situation that can stop him from what he promised and, and what he said that will come to pass in his children's life. Now, something you got to understand about a king is that when a king makes a decree, he cannot take it back. Once he said it, once he declared it, decreed it, he cannot take it back. He can't go back on it. Check this out. Anybody know about Daniel that was thrown in the lion's den? That king wished that he could have pulled back that, that decree, but he couldn't because the decree, once he decreed it, once he said it, he had to go through with it. But we thank God because even in that, God shows how he shows up for us because Daniel and those lions weren't the only ones in the lion's den. He had an angel in there with them. Hallelujah. Huh, there's not a situation that is too far in which God can't come in and make his presence known. So what I'm saying is that these benefits in which God has decreed upon us, he's not going to take them back. You have to understand that you have, that you have been forgiven. Listen, I know there's some people that are holding grudge, and some people can hold grudge for years and years and years. But whether they forgive you or not, Baby, you got to understand that God has forgiven you. And as long as God has forgiven you, you are in a good place in spite of what whoever, whatever anyone else feels. The forgiveness of God is upon your life. It says who heal all thy diseases. I, I, listen, no matter what the doctor report says, healing is your portion. And some, I know sometimes we don't want to talk about this is that, that even if he doesn't heal you on this side, there's another side in which there's healing. So no matter what, he has promised you healing and you will have healing. But don't give up on this side. Because he said, by his stripes, you are healed. Somebody say, I'm healed. You're healed. It says that who redeemed thy life from destruction. I can, I can shout right here. Because there was a lot of times, even sometimes to be truthful now, that I'm on my way to destruction, but I've been redeemed. And that is my saving grace. That I'm not going to destruction. That destruction has not had its way with my life. Why? Because I have been redeemed. Huh? Huh? Jesus, he looks uh, past my faults and he sees my need. That means that he's not going to allow destruction to have its way. Can, 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 I want to minister to somebody right here. And I know I've touched somebody because I feel it. Don't you give up on your children. Don't you get, I know they hard-headed. You tell them to go right, they go left. You tell them to drunk, they lay down. You tell them to go to the refrigerator, they go to the bathroom. Don't you give up on your children. Listen, God has redeemed your children. Parents, your prayers, it covers your children. There's times that I've been places that I shouldn't have been. I used to drive when I was in a, a little after high school. I used to drive this uh, 92 stinking Lincoln. Yeah, it's Lincoln Town car. Don't y'all be jealous. Y'all could have got y'all one if you wanted one. 
had his on the front of it. They just caught the his mobile. <laughs> huh? But I took that stinking Lincoln someplace it didn't need to go. And I remember there was a party that I was at. Y'all, it was turned up. Woo! Your boy was turned up, y'all. Turned up to the, to the fact of where all of a sudden, coming down the road, it was a house party. Saw some lights coming down. And those weren't no regular lights. Those was blue lights. Y'all, I, I parked, I, my way my car was parked in the driveway, I was parked in, head to the house, head to the house, my hood towards the house. And I tell you what, I was like, Lord, I got to get out of here because, man, if my mama find out, because y'all know we was doing some stuff. We ain't going to talk about that. God redeem me. But I said, man, if my mama find out, if I go to jail, she ain't going to get me out. And I don't think I wanted to. <laughs> My mom was a real police, y'all. She still is. Uh, but I got out of there somehow. That, I tell you what, God swerved that big old stinking licking out of there, and I was up the road. And God, he saved me, redeemed me from destruction. And I want you to know that I know my mom prayed for me. I know my dad prayed for me. I know my grandmother prayed for me. Because, see, sometimes it's not so much what you have to do to make a child do something, but you just have to cover them in prayer. Cover your grandchildren in prayer. When you cover them in prayer, listen, prayer can go places you can't. Huh? So you got to release prayer. Pray for me. I don't mind. Pray for me still. I still need prayer. But prayer will accomplish just what God wants it to accomplish, and that is what we asked. Because he does not want us to be destructive. It says, who crown of feet with loving kindness and tender mercies. Something that, we, that I love about this right here is that it says crowneth. And I can't help but to think about royalty. About the royal crowns. And God has crowned us with a royal love and kindness. <laughs> He's loved us. Check this out. You are covered by a love that is matchless. There is nobody that can love you more than God love you. Listen, I love my boo Tatiana. I love her. But she cannot love me and I can't love her the way that God loves me. God has covered me with a love, huh? Covered me with a love that will sustain me. The Bible talks about how, uh, 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 talks about how we could cover a multitude of sin with what? Love, huh? And that's what he does. We talk about that in reference of we can love someone, we can love someone, cover a multitude of sin with love. But that's what God has shown us. God first did that. And because God first did that, he's shown or he's showing us that, listen, that you can do the same. But I'm grateful that the love of God covers me in all. Has anybody ever been to a place you have to raise your hands? Just, I'm talking, just answer internally, internally. Have you ever been in a time where you just felt like you want love? Like no one cared. Even the closest people to you. It's amazing that you can be in a room full of people and feel like you're all by yourself. You might not have never experienced that, but I have. But I'm glad that God sees those moments. Oh, thank you, God. And he loves me in those moments to let me know that, listen, you are loved, my child. Huh? Not only do I love you, but I have crowned you with a, with a royal love. Ah, the last one says, who satisfied their mouth with good things so that youth is renewed like eagle. One of the things that I'm thankful for with God is this. Is that not only does he satisfy me, but that which he satisfies me with 
it renews me. It renews me. Now, check this out, because I know when we talk about satisfied, we think about, oh, my favorite food. He satisfied me. Oh, yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about. There are some things in the spirit that God has satisfied us with that has, that has not only satisfied us, but it has renewed us. The grace of God, it renews us. The mercy of God, it renews us. His kindness, it renews us. There are things in the spirit that God gives us that renews us and renews us like an eagle. Huh? So it puts us in a place in which we have strength, in a place in which we, how did, where did that come from? It comes from the Lord satisfying you with his spiritual gifting. Now, if, I, if, if, if we talk about all those benefits, the main thing that God wants to do, and what I feel like God is, is trying to share with us this morning is that I want you in a place of peace. I want you to have a life of peace. I want you to be able to live this life um, in the midst of chaos all around you and still be able to have the peace that passes all understanding. Huh? This is how powerful the peace of God is. Is that in the middle of chaos, the peace of God can be what it is. Hmm? That means, have you ever been in a real noisy room, noisy room and everybody, da, 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 da. Check this out. Let's, let's make this real personal. Have you ever been in a room with a whole bunch of kids that's just, you think they just had nothing but candy and all, kind, all different types of sugar and they just all over the place? And then, you know, God has these people that can go in that room and just be so calm. Be so calm. All right, Johnny, stop doing that. You're going to go to timeout. And see me, I would have been like, hey, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny! <laughs> jo Johnny, where are your mom? Where are your daddy? But that peace of being able to remain in the midst of chaos. All right? It's good if you can pray some things away. But it's good if you ask God to help you to endure some things. Because that's where your strength comes, is where you can endure through. Not just, God, take it away. God, take this away. God, take that away. God is saying today, y'all is that he has a power that he has given us and an authority that he's given us in which we don't have to always just want to pray things away, but we can say, Lord, give me the peace to endure this moment. Give me the peace to endure this season because there's some things that we can pray to God for and say, God, I need you to do this, I need to do that, need to do, and he's not going to do that, not because he's a mean God, not because he doesn't answer prayer, but it's that he answers prayer the way he wants to answer it. Huh? That's why I have my wife right here. I prayed for something different, but that's who the Lord sent me, and I'm grateful. And look at her so happy and excited. Look at her. She's got the best husband ever, don't you? Look at her. I'm wearing this shirt, ain't I? Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But there's some things that God wants us to endure through. And I want to I share this with you. It says... It's in John 13, 1 John, um, 3 John, rather, that second verse. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Now, when we read this right here, a lot of times we say, well, God wants you to be in perfect. He wants you to be in good health and wants you to prosper as well as your soul prosper. But, y'all, this is John that says this. <laughs> This is John. I believe that God inspired it most definitely, but this is John that says this. 
And I love that, that John is the one saying this and, and God inspired him to say this is because this is the mindset that we should be able to have and declare to others. But Lord, I wish all above all things that you may prosper and be in health as thy soul prospereth. Check this out, though. When we talk about prosperity in the world now today, when we talk about prosperity, we're talking about having a whole bunch of money. Oh, yeah, I'm about to rack up. I got all the money in the world. But that's not the core of prosperity. Because when you talk, when you talk about prosperity, you're talking about wealth. And I'm not saying that I want you to be broke and I don't want you to have money in your account. That's not what I'm saying. But what happens is, is that when we really understand what prosperity is, we understand that prosperity is being in Jesus. And in Jesus is all that we need. If we focus more on Jesus and not things, then we will understand that we are the most prosperous people that walk this land. Because in Jesus Christ is all things. If you need some money, yes, Jesus got it for you. If you need a friend, Jesus, he has it for you. You need a new house, Jesus has it for you. You need some um, peace, Jesus has Whatever it is that you need to prosper, Jesus has it. Now, now check this out. According to the Strong's Complete Coordinates of the Bible, one Hebrew word for prosperity is shalom. Shalom, which is a word for so when you think about shalom, you think about prosperity, you're thinking about peace. So to be able to indicate or to be able to see or to be able to evaluate if you are prospering, look and see if you have peace. Ask yourself right now, do you have peace? Because when you think about prosperity, it's about having the peace of God. And in that peace is a place of of wholeness. Shalom actually means, and also means completeness and whole. So I'm, I'm about to get to the meat of the sermon. I'm going to get out your way so we can go get our brunch. But peace is wholeness. And I'm talking about God's peace. Because I'm going to tell you this, and, and I, mean this, I mean this so sincerely. Quit looking to people to be your peace. Quit looking to people to be your happiness. Huh? I'm happy to be with my wife, but I have happiness all by myself. I have peace all by myself. She sees it all the time. She says, what's wrong with you? <laughs> all within yourself. I think one of, the most, um, uh, one of the most amazing things is when two whole people come together to be whole. Huh? Because without you two coming being whole because there's some people that just want to get into marriage and and just because they like the image of marriage and they see them going out on dates and you see little selfies you have on Facebook and all that good stuff and you see the family doing this but anybody that's married understand that it takes work to be married amen, amen. I should have heard somebody speak in tongues right there amen <laughs> It takes work, and nonetheless, it's a beautiful work. It is, but it takes work, and it's not about the image of it. But it's about being able to step into it the way that God wants you to. And God never wants you to come to someone in parts, but he wants you to be your whole self in him. That doesn't mean that you are just perfect or you're, not, or you're done with process. It means that you love yourself. It means you know who you are. 
You know what you like and what you don't like. Because I'm telling you, on those days where you're trying to figure out what you want to eat, what you want to eat? I don't know. What you want to eat? Well, I don't know. Well, what do you want? Well, I want steak. No, I don't want steak. So you better know what you like to eat before you get married. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I, got, I have three, three things I want to share real quick, real quick. And we're going to get on out of here. Okay? Y'all so kind. And so you make it so easy to preach. So don't do that with preachers. We'll stay and keep you all day. <laughs> Amen. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about, because we're talking about coming to this place of peace, is that I want us to understand our peace with God. And so I want us to go to Romans chapter five, verse one and two. And I want to read this New Living Translation. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by what? Faith. We have what? Peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Now, while this, why this is important is because we have to understand that Jesus means a lot to us. Because without Jesus, we will not have peace with God. If you take Jesus out of our life, we do not have peace with God. We're an enemy to God. Come on, somebody. So we have got to thank God for Jesus. Why? Because Jesus, he stood in the gap that he helped us to be in peace with God. All right? So another one is uh, peace with each other. This was a work that Jesus did. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, start at verse 14. Let's see where I, where I stop. It says, for Christ himself have brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles in one people when in his own body on the cross. Let me read that again. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross. He brought down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of the law with, with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of death on the cross and our hostility towards each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you uh, Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Now, I don't want to offend anybody right here, but I got to give you some truth. That sometime in this day and age, we want to identify ourselves by divisions and by dividing. But if you are in Christ, all of us look the same. All of us are the same. It's not about the blood that your mom and dad gave you, but it's about the blood that was on the cross that Jesus gave. Listen, Jesus brought reconciliation from the, between the Jews and the Gentiles. Gentiles, us. That means that there wasn't the Jews where they could feel all, yeah, we the chosen, yeah, we the chosen. Or the Gentiles feel, ah, oh, we're slum. We don't, we don't have that anymore. 
Everybody is one. When I see you, I see Christ. When I hear you, I hear Christ. Jesus brought peace to everyone that is in the body. Huh? We've been crucified. It's not I who live, but it's Christ who lives. Wouldn't it be amazing if more people in the world saw us looking alike? Huh? You know, if I tell some people, I say, yeah, me and Pastor Lucas, we're brothers. I mean, I do tell them that. And they look at me like, uh, okay. But the thing is, we are brothers. Y'all my brothers and you're my sisters. It don't matter who your daddy and your mama is on earth. I'm glad, that they, I'm glad that they had you and you're here. Hallelujah. But Jesus brought peace with us where we should be one. I'm not one that I'm, and I'm, I, just walk with me like, just, listen, sometimes we can allow denomination to divide what God has united through Christ. Listen, I'm not bad mouthing anybody to go to Baptist, anybody to go to Methodist, anybody that code, whatever, whatever. That's not, that's not my, that's not my aim. But my aim is, is do we spend so much time trying to identify ourselves outside of Christ more than what we identify ourselves being together in Christ? Yeah, I, I go to this, I go to this church. Over here. Well, that's good for you. Who's, your, who's, who's, who's the God of that church? Oh, yeah, the God of heaven. Well, that's my God. He's the God of my church, too. It is society that wants to even divide us in the church. We should not allow society to divide us. So what if we like to worship differently? That is the gift of expression. However you want to worship, boo, you worship. I like to run and jump in chairs. If you don't, that's fine. But we all have our own expression of how we love God. But that is okay. I believe it's good to be able to see how different people worship. Because we're not just looking at them worshiping. We're thinking about, wow, they've been through something that has ignited that level of worship. Hmm? Never allow anybody to try to down you the way that you were. You said, this is how I do it. And maybe you should spend more time trying to figure out how you worship. Because right now, you're not doing it. Why? Because he's brought peace. He brought peace. He brought peace. I can sit right here. Peace. Yeah. Peace. 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 I ain't ready. I ain't ready to let go yet. Let me just sit for a little bit more. This is what heaven's gonna look like. So if we want if we want to go where heaven is, maybe we should start doing it down here. Amen. 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 Y'all hear what I'm saying? I hope somebody's jealous. I wish he would have came and sat by me. Why? Well, you asked Pastor Lucas, let me come next time. I'll sit by you next time. But the thing is, is that that just felt so good. Didn't it feel good? Just to be at peace. I'm sick of all this. Listen, I just want to do some Jesus stuff. Love on him. Love on his people. Peace. The only way that this world is going to experience peace is through us. All right? Now, this is the last one right here, and I'll be done for real. <laughs> peace with God, we talked about. Peace with one another, we thank Christ for, for both of those, actually. 
But this last one is more us base. And I want to go to <laughs> I want to go to the Amplified. And I want to go to Matthew 5, verse 9. Now I like the way the Amplified um, used this or worded this scripture. I love how they word chapter 5, Matthew, the Amplified. If you have some time, you go spend some time and read the beautitudes of of blessed, blessed be. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. So check this out. It says, blessed, check this out, spiritually calm with life, joy, and God's favor are the makers and maintainers of peace. For they will express his character and be called the sons of God. So without going really deep in this, the things that I want to really highlight is where he says that we are to be the makers and maintainers of peace. Now, there was a time where I would tell you, all right, you want to run away from that crowd because if, you run, if they're doing whatever, you need to get on out of there. But God has kind of shifted me in that. Sometimes God is going to send you to the crowd so that you can be the peacemaker and the peace maintainer. So I want to tell you this, that there's some things that in this day and time, God is saying, listen, you can't run from it. You can't walk away from it. Now, obviously, I'm not telling you to go have a fist fight with anybody like that. And we got common sense, uh, you know, that, okay, that's a bit much right there. But God has not just called us to receive his peace, but he's also called us to share his peace. He wants us to be peacemakers and maintainers. On your jobs, in your families, because of you having the peace of God in you, everyone should be able to look to you to say, you know what, if nobody else had peace around here, I know you're going to have it. Because what happens sometimes is that we can, in the midst of something, we can try to take sides. And then at that point in time, our motive is no longer pure. Hmm? So we have to realize that in this chaotic world, in whatever way that God needs for us to be represented and need us to work, we need to realize that he has called us to be makers of peace and maintainers. And the scripture tells us how to do it. Simply to use the character of Christ. It's not your character, but it's his character. The nature of God, the nature of Christ, he has given us the opportunity to take on that character and to be able to showcase it in this world. Because the way that this world is going to be able to see Christ is through us. Huh? Through us. Now, there's two other scriptures that I was going to read, but I'm going to stop right there. Because I'm not going to cram your head. Because I believe that you got enough to kind of get what I'm talking about. But what I will say is this, the Bible says that we need to do all that we can to live at peace with people. Do all that we can. And sometimes that's going to be a battle because there's some difficult people in this world. Oh, Lord, they're difficult. And sometimes we're the difficult person. <laughs> huh? You, you should thank everybody that's around. You should be, thank you so much. I know I'm difficult, but you, just, you still just love me. But God has called us to be peacemakers. He said that I don't want you just to receive my peace, but I also want you to give it. Because living in covenant with God, that's a part of it. Not just being the recipient of what he's given us, but to share it. If you really appreciate what God gives you, 
if you really appreciate it, that which you can share, you would share. Why? Because that good feeling that you have, you know, that peace that you have, we should desire somebody else to have it too. And there are people that are going through a lot in this world, and we are the remedy. We are the remedy. I know, well, I don't have time. You have time. You just got to make time. You're not that busy. I tell my church, you know, we do what we want to do, and we don't do what we don't want to do. But we have time to love on people. We have time to show people this peace of God. Because I'm telling you what, I'm trying not to get really emotional here, but I can't help it. I love God, and God has been so good to me. And when I think about what he's done through his son Jesus, and how every day he loadeth me with these benefits, and he continued to just allow me to rest upon his mind, and him making covenant said, listen, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the end of time. It makes me feel a type of way that he loves me like that. Because there's nobody that has ever loved me in that way. That no matter what I do, he's still right there. And the peace of God, hallelujah, it keeps me in a place of where I can feel him. In the midst of everything, I can feel him. One of the greatest blessings is that you can feel God in all things. That even sometimes you say, well, I feel numb to something. God is still right there. Because he's never changed. He didn't say that I'm not going to be there because you don't feel me. He said, I'm still going to be there with you. And I need somebody to know this today that God is with you. There's no place you can go that you can run from him. You can go high. You can go low. You can go far. You can go near. But God is always with you. So there is always a peace that you can tap into. But you have to clear your mind of the noise. I know sometimes there's, there's, there's noises all around you. But sometimes you have to get to that still place. And I'm even going to tell you that if you work somewhere, sometimes you might need a, one more extra bathroom break so that you can go there and have peace where you can just concentrate and say, God, I need for you to show yourself right here in this moment. I know that you are mighty. I know that you are gracious. I know that you are merciful. I know that you are the God that, that never leaves, Lord. You are Jehovah Jireh. Lord, you are Jehovah Shalom. You're Jehovah Nisi, Lord. Lord, you're the God that is. I need you. I need you. How many of y'all can honestly tell God today that you need him? How many of you can ask, be for real, I need you, God. God, I'm in a place I need, my family, we need you right now. There's some things going on in my family, God, I need you to come in the midst. There's some things going on in my, in my marriage and we're sweeping it under the rug, but God, I need you. God, there's some things on the job, Lord, that's going on, God, I need you to show up. God, there's some things in my church, God, I need you to show up. God, there's some things going on in my mind. God, I need you to show up, Lord. There's some things that's going on in my heart. God, I need you to show up. God, there's some things going on in my friendships, and I need you to show up, God. If you don't show up, God, ooh, things would not be peaceful. But the good news is this. He said that I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. Somebody need to know that today, that he's right here. He's right here. And you might say, well, I don't need anything. Yes, you do. You need the breath that you breathe. Oh, God. You need the activity of your limbs. 
Let's not talk about his presence indicating sin that you need stuff. You need presence. His presence. And when you have his presence, you have his peace. You have his peace. Pastor Luke, I need to pray right here. Is that okay? Let us pray. God, Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, because you're a God that you thought enough of us that you have made covenant with us. And, Lord, you've given us things that even if we be truthful, Lord, we don't even deserve them. But because of your goodness and because of just who you are, you let us know, Lord, that there's nothing that we could do that can separate us from your love. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for covering things, Lord, in situations, Lord, that we didn't even know was there, or things that we didn't know that happened. God, Lord, you covered us. And God, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for those things that you've helped us to get through. I reminded of David that he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God, thank you for comforting us. Thank you for your comfort. Lord, I even thank you, Lord, for, for your mercy and your goodness. It, it follows us all the days of our life. Lord, I pray for your people. I ask, Lord, that you would just show yourself in their life. There's somebody that you're trying to pull to the next level in their walk with you. There's somebody in here that you're trying to pull them a little bit closer, Lord, that they'll be able to hear your voice a little bit clearer. Lord, that you have more revelation and confirmation for them. God, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would just speak to them and minister to them. Lead them to that place. God, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you continue to touch Coastal Church. Lord, you're doing great things here. And you have great things destined. God, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would just continue, Lord, to bring to this house what is needed. Not just the material things, God. But, Lord, I ask that you'll bring those spiritual things, the spiritual giftings, Lord. Bring those. Lord, because discipleship is always the goal. So help us to be who you've called us to be. In you we live, move, and have our being. Lord, we will trust in you with all our heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways we acknowledge you because that we know that you will direct our path. You are our shepherd and we shall not want. Thank you, God, for your peace that passes all understanding is sufficient for our living in covenant with you. Amen. Well, we hope this podcast has blessed you. In case you didn't know, we are in the middle of renovating a brand new facility right here in Brunswick County, North Carolina. So listen, two things. Please take a moment and pray for us. Also, if you'd like to give to the ministry, sign on to the website at mycoastalchurch.com slash giving. Hey, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Grace and peace.